Hi everyone, this is Aaron and you are listening to Walnut Commentary, the official podcast for the pastors and leaders of FCBC Walnut. I spoke with Pastor Han Lee Liu, the English pastor of FCBC Walnut, and we talked about his recent speaking engagement at UC Riverside. We also take on a listener question. How should I set boundaries for male or female relationships? Thanks for listening. Okay, so tell me about this UCR trip. How did you get invited? What did you preach on? Uh, how did you feel? I got invited to speak at AACF UCR earlier in the fall. So I spoke for their for one of their earlier meetings, maybe their first meeting or at least their first sermon. I opened up the school year for them. And how I got invited, uh, usually I just get an email from the AACF coordinators and they'll usually invite me to invite a whole list of pastors to speak. Um, and we go in on a Google Doc and list the dates that were available. And there might be some topics that we can choose from. Every AACF is different. But UC Riverside, uh, I probably got invited because there are FCBC Walnut Collegians that are serving in some type of leadership capacity on that core team or some type of leadership capacity that probably recommended me um, graciously. So yeah, you know, I wanted to go out and, and not only visit the FCBC students, but be able to speak to them, represent uh, the, tr- the home church that they're from. Uh, so that's that's one of the main one of the main motivating factors of going out there is just to to be there because they are FCBC Walnut uh, collegians there. Um, and after the first quarter passed, they sent out another email asking for speakers for the spring quarter and. Um, I, I think I couldn't do their winter quarter. So I, I told them, thank you for the invitation. I can't do it. But spring, you know, I'll get back to you. Um, and and I, I got back to them. Uh, I wanted to do that. And it turns out that by the time I got back to them, um, the date that they needed and the date that was available happened to be their last sermon of the year. So I, I got to open up the year and close the year. And, and this time, uh, I spoke on the topic of love for Christ and the gospel, love for Christ and the gospel. How does that overflow into our everyday lives? Or, or I, I was able to have some freedom as to how to take it. So, so I preached on God's love being, being unconditional and God's love being undeserved and talking about that, the overwhelming weight of understanding that type of, of sovereign, gracious love of God and, and how that love is demonstrated in the person and work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And when we understand that it flows out into our love for other people, that's, that's the message in a nutshell. I think I preached a little shorter than usual, maybe, maybe 35 minutes under, under 38 minutes. Yeah. When you go to colleges or I guess when you speak to collegians, do you remember what it was like to be in college? Like, is that how you're making your applications? Do you just try to reflect back or do you try to figure out like, oh, what are they going through today? I think when I went to college, it's, it's a little bit of a different world. And, and I can kind of see that. We did not have social media. Uh, there wasn't Facebook yet. Um, there wasn't Instagram. It was a totally different culture. You know, we, I, I hand wrote my application, some of my application essays. Uh, you, you were able to do that. Uh, you typed. Well, actually, no, no, we, we did write, we did type up stuff, but you could handwrite onto a form for certain things. So it was a different world. I, I do remember in college, uh, my English class, we hand wrote papers. So anyway, it, it, was, it, was, it was a different world. And so I try to think about 
some of the things that the collegians struggle with today, uh, just by under, just you know, perceiving culture. But when my base, when the base of my preaching is ex- expositional, then you know, I just try to apply the text, and so it would be the same way I would proclaim it for a young adult. So instead of workplace, I might say classroom. Instead of neighbor or coworker um, or cubicle ma- cu- uh, cubicle mate, I might say roommate or fellowship partner or something. You know, so I just kind of translate things over. I'm I'm probably not the best speaker for for collegians, but if if they give me the invitation, um, you know, I'll try my best to to deliver. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I guess I guess we can kind of relate this to our listener question. This. This is going to be a quick episode, I guess. Um, but we did get a listener question. And the question is, how should I set boundaries for male or female relationships, uh, whether that's non-romantic or romantic relationships? And I guess this is a good uh, listener question for collegians because, um, you know, in addition to classes and stuff, I'm sure they're juggling with, with this relationship stuff. What do you have to say to that? I think there's a place. Uh, I think this is related to the question, uh, the 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 same question that was asked on the last podcast about <laughs> making your intentions known and being clear. And how do you approach uh, a a person that you're interested in, or or something along those lines? Yeah, I think there is a theme that we have going on. <laughs> Apparently, you're the relationship guru. <laughs> I I think there's a place in the church, and there's a place in relationships with people outside of the church and uh, a relationship with non-believers, believers, et cetera, with your neighbor. I think there is a place for male and female interaction. Uh, and, and obviously this involves uh, motives that are pure, uh, intentions that are pure, discernment and wisdom based on context of that, uh, on the context of that relationship. So is this, is this a working relationship? You know, is this, uh, a, a church relationship? Is this a discipleship? Are, is that what we're talking about? So what are the boundaries? I think in the church, uh, we are to treat men as brothers and women as sisters. And so that goes both gender on gender. So I'm supposed to treat another male as a brother. If they're older, I should treat them like a father or a an uncle, depending on age. If they're younger, I should treat them like a little brother. Uh, when it comes to sisters, it's the same way. I should treat younger sisters as younger sisters. I should treat younger women as, as sisters. Uh, I should treat older women as uh, aunties or spiritual mothers uh, with respect and, and dignity. And, um, and I think it's pretty clear biblically. So based on that, I think that answers a lot. Like, How would you treat someone who is a family member you know, how would you look at them? How would you talk to them? How would you forgive them? You know, what are the boundaries? Um, and, and so I, I think that question could use a little bit more definition. Um, and I, I guess the cheat answer is just be wise in Christ. You know, just be wise in Christ um, because it's hard to give a blanket statement, you know, a, a blank, uh, an answer that will cover, you know, every context. Right, right, right. So I guess that if, if, the person asking this question, if they were referring to like a relation, like a relationship where there was romantic interest on one side, but not on the other side, then it, it still applies the same, the same principles of brothers and sisters. I mean, if, if you're not interested, then you're not interested. Right. Yeah. I think, I think we, we need to refer to the, 
to the last podcast. I mean, it's, it's the same principles of clarity. You know, if you, and this is where I, I think being a Christian makes you awkward in some sense. You are a stranger. You are an alien. You are a foreigner when it comes to worldly per, a worldly perspective. So, for example, if I'm a guy who's single, and if I sense, and I may be ignorant, I may be dumb, but if I assume that a girl is getting too close or if I'm leading her on, I'm going to risk looking like a loser to actually confront her lovingly. And when I say confront, I mean just a conversation like, hey, I don't know if I'm giving you the wrong idea. You know, uh, I, I see you as a sister. Am I causing you to stumble? I mean, that's just such a weird conversation to have um, in this world. People would be like, Hanley, don't say anything. Just stop hanging out with her. Or, you know, or I'm like, no, but that's not clear. That's, that's mean. Like, why do you stop hanging out with someone? Or, or, or why would you assume? And, and you can say, hey, I don't mean to be awkward, but if everything's okay, if I'm totally misreading this, then, every, then let's just continue. You know, in the same way for, for a sister, you know, if she senses that a guy is, is interested, but she's not sure and she doesn't have interest, then rate, have a conversation to clarify, you know, what's going on. And, and then that does lead to kind of a determine the relationship type of conversation. Um, and it's weird if you have to, I do think it is weird if you constantly have to, you know, act like that everywhere. So, so maybe this goes to the boundaries of, look, you know, my, when I, when I look at friendship, my primary target for friendship are going to be brothers in Christ, right? As a heterosexual male looking at another male, that's going to be brother to brother. That is primary. So when I, when I'm, when I'm looking for friendship, when I'm looking for companionship, when I'm looking for homies, I'm looking for men. How would I relate to sisters? Because I have to. Uh, um, uh, not because I don't love them, but I have to. Yeah. Why, do, why do I have to? Well, because they are my coworkers. What does that mean? I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to speak to them with pure motives. I'm going to treat them like I would my own sisters. I'm going to try my best to, to um, I, I understand this world is like, you know, there's this whole woman power thing, like, like, don't try to be a gentleman to me. No, but, you know, I don't have to be a jerk to just just try to open the door for them. And if they don't want it, then that's fine. You know, so I'm going to try to be a gentleman. I'm going to try to treat them the way that I would treat uh, a sister in the church. So this, this goes, you know, whether the, the, the female is my neighbor, my coworker, my classmate, my, uh, you know, someone in the church, uh, as a pastor, I have to relate to women, how coworkers, as well as people that I shepherd. So then, so then I would, I would be willing to disciple or counsel a male one-to-one closely. But when it comes to a relationship, a counseling relationship or discipleship relationship with a, a sister, it's not happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. but it's like an old, old grandma and <laughs> and uh, she's like, you know, will you spend some time with me, Pastor, you know, in the hospital or in the in the senior home? Like I like I think there's less of a of a chance of of stumbling into some type of inappropriate relationship. And so I, I maybe that would be a, a different context of you know, using wisdom. So uh, I do think it's contextual, but yeah, I don't know yeah, if that yeah. answers the question. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. But I, I, I do feel that like this question does invite other questions. Um, it does. Yeah. Like, okay. For instance, what if, what if the other person is not a Christian? Does that change anything? I mean, are we supposed to relate to non-Christians as brothers and sisters? I, I think you can. I mean, you don't, you wouldn't treat them like a spiritual brother and sister in Christ. Okay. Okay. Right. But then you can still treat them the way that you would honor and respect your own family member. 
Um, you could show hospitality in that way. Uh, you could you could have boundaries. Uh, you know, obviously, when I'm interacting with non-Christian sisters, you know, it's not like I'm going to change who I am, right? I'm not going to be at church like, you know, not having close contact or, you know, with sisters, but all of a sudden at work with non-Christian sisters, you know, being, I don't know, flirtatious or, or super chummy. I, I think this is part of integrity. This is just part of your, your motives. Right? Like, why would you, why would you act any differently? You know, I mean, when, when you talk about being a witness, I, I think you do want to present yourself in a way where you're displaying outwardly your Christ-like identity, which is inward, right? Your inward generates your inward identity generates your outward behavior, and and I, and I think if 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 we look at if we look at the people who are non-Christian that are of the opposite gender, and if we want to be an example to them, then again the goal is to be missional. The goal is to somehow show Christ or show Christ likeness. So mm. I think that, mm. that maybe that's a better answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what if the other person is homosexual or, you know, lesbian? So for instance, you're, you're a guy, but the girl you're hanging out with is a lesbian or yeah. Well, does that change anything? Does sexual orientation change the way that you treat somebody in terms no, of boundaries? No, it doesn't. Um, I don't think it should. And I don't think it should, it should change the way that you treat them. So, um, so when you say someone who is identifying as, you know, homosexual, uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered, indifferent, uh, undecided, any of those, right? When, when someone identifies as that, you know, I assume, and so this is a statement, I assume that they are not in the same sentence professing, you know, to be a Christ follower, right? That's a separate question. Okay. But. Um, but if they're saying that, then my goal is to evangelize, right? to be missional. And if my goal is to evangelize, I treat them like every other person I would like to reach for Christ. And so I would treat the homosexual brother or sister the same way I would treat the non-Christian heterosexual um, brother or sister. I mean, I don't I'll call it brother or sister, but male or female. Right? That I would want in a way to lead them that God would use me in some way to point them towards Christ. And so I shouldn't treat them as weird or different. Um, I would treat them as a friend. I would befriend them. I would want to know their story. I would want to hear their story. You know, so at least at a surface level, I, I think there's that. Now, now a related question is like, let's just say there's a sister. Uh, no, well, I'll, I'll just say female, a woman uh, that says she's lesbian. Would I be closer to her because I'm less afraid of her being attracted to me? I, I think if that's the question that's being asked, no, I, I shouldn't get closer to a woman just because she identifies as lesbian, right? Because, because at the end of the day, I have my definition of who I feel God has made her to be, regardless of what what politics says or you know, or whatever she says, right? Like I see her, um, and I understand that there's male and female, and I'm going to treat someone the way that God created them. You see, sometimes people feel disrespected. They're like, why do you treat me uh, like a male when I want to identify as a female? Why do you treat me like a female when I want to identify as male? And when I say, I want to treat you the way that God created you, that's actually respect because it is the image of God that makes man valuable. Because if they, didn't, if, if they weren't created in the image of God, 
in a way where God ordained for them to be a certain gender, then I don't have to value their life at all, right? But the fact that I value them, the fact that I even want to say, look, I'm not judging you, but rather I want to befriend you is because I value who God has created them to be. And, and, and if I have a view of evangelism, then I am looking at redemption. So, so, so the, now when you're talking about the person who comes into the church and professes Christianity, then there should be this statement. Look, I am a professing Christian who is repentant, surrendered under the lordship of Christ, but I struggle with gender confusion at times because of, well, let me hear your story. You know, I struggle with uh, same-sex attraction. And so that's where then we, we go into shepherding and counseling and sanctification and patience. And so, so I, I, I do think when, when a Christian says, I am a homosexual, I will ask them again, wait, first, let, let me, let's, let's break this down. Let's exposit that first word. What do you mean when you say you're Christian? And if they say they're Christian, then I would say, well, no, you're not a homosexual then, right? Because you're, you're a Christ follower who struggles with same-sex attraction. Now, if they say, no, I want to be what God's word says I can't be or I shouldn't be, then, then that, that, that we have to back it up. We have yeah. to back it up. Yeah. Back wow. Conversation up. Wow. This got deep really fast, man. Uh, okay. One more wrinkle into this. One more, I promise. Um, let's say I'm a guy. Is it wrong for me to have a girl best friend? And let's pretend I'm not married, right? So I'm not talking about like my wife. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a single guy. Is it wrong for me to have a girl best friend or even more girlfriends than male friends? What would you have to say to that? Because I think this falls within the realm of boundaries. And um, yeah, and even in college where you're meeting a lot of people, making a lot of connections. I, I, I don't think I can answer the question of, of right or wrong. I would answer that question with the question of why. You know, why is your, why is your best friend a female? Right? Not so much is it right or wrong, but why? Why? You know, I want to know your story. And, and if you are a male who all of your friends or, or the majority of your friends are females, why? Why do you get along more with, with, with females rather than, than males? You know, tell me, or, or, or did you pursue this and why? Because I want to know. Look, I, I, I grew up in a home where largely for all my teenage years, um, it was my mom and my sisters. And I was the only guy. So I, 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 I understand that, you know, what it's like to be surrounded by females, raised uh, by a female, and then, you know, all the products and everything around me and magazines and the books and, and you know, everything's female. And, um, you know, so I understand that. I understand that, you know, some, some people may be bullied by males, but females embrace it. So I want to hear that story. You know, why? Right? Um, now, if your best friend is a female, what are you going to do when that female gets a significant other and, and vice versa, vice versa, right? If you're a female and your best friend is a male, what happens when that male gets a, a girlfriend or gets into a serious relationship? So, so those are the questions I would ask. Like, what do you do at that point? And, um, you know, usually then you can say if somebody truly is your best friend of the opposite gender, then why are you not in a committed romantic relationship? You know, and and, and so so I don't I, I don't know if, if right or wrong is the right category, but I think it's it's asking the motivation and the history. I want to know your story. Man, thanks, Hanley. Thanks for tackling the difficult questions, man. I guess uh, I guess that's what this podcast is good for, man. We can we can <laughs> we can take them all. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Thanks, Pastor Hanley, and thank you everyone for listening to our podcasts. 
here at FCBC Walnut. Don't forget to subscribe to Walnut Weekly, our social media email newsletter. We deliver fresh resources for free and provide peeks behind the scenes from the social media ministry of FCBC Walnut. Subscribe today to stay up to date so you never miss out. Find the link in the show notes, but you can also find the link under the resources menu on our website at fcbcwalnut.org. Please send us your questions and comments by emailing us at socialmedia at fcbcwalnut.org. We want this podcast to be useful and beneficial, but also fun and interactive for our listeners. So if you see us around in person, please let us know you listen and feel free to give us critique, comments, or questions. For more episodes, you can visit our archive at walnutcommentary.tumblr.com, and you can subscribe to our official podcast feed on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Just search for FCBC Walnut. You will receive our latest sermons, podcasts, and more. For more info about our church, visit us online at fcbcwalnut.org. Thanks. See you soon.